Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. Tasmania Talks, mind your business, thanks to Andrew Griffith. Australia's number one uh, business author, big business. AG, good morning. Uh, good morning, Mike. I, I like that little biz. You, you, you're making it very theatrical. That's, that's nice work. Well do, done. Doing my best. Hey, that's a, a quick <laughs> a, a quick plug. We don't often do this, but um, your beautiful partner Lily Tolow is about to launch her first fashion range. Give that a plug. Get, get, you know, you need to earn a few brownie points here, Andrew. Uh, mate, thank you for the opportunity to to, to, to do. That's really nice of you. And uh, Lolita is a she's a fashion designer. Uh, she's she's studied in she's at RMIT, but she's worked in in France and she's worked in America um, in the fashion space. And uh, and the culmination of much of that now is the fact that she's actually launching her first range um, uh, on the thirty first of May, which is pretty pretty exciting. It's a real it's, a, it's a, the ultimate for a designer. But the, the extra thing about Lolita's stuff is she also wrote a book. Um, about two years ago called It's Time to Rethink Your Fashion. And she, being an author, she's very passionate about sustainability in fashion and also individuals making better choices uh, about their fashion purchases because there's so many things to do with fast fashion and all that kind of jazz. So she's incorporating not only the fact that her clothing needs to be beautiful and and feel great and look stunning, but it also has to be good for the planet um, as much as you can you can make that. So yeah. that's all incorporated in, into what she's doing. She's doing some some private showings and launches, um, and uh, yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty at the moment. She's stressed out and working twenty uh, hours a day to get it all done. So where can people, leader. Andrew? Where can people have a look? I mean, someone said, "I want to have a look at some of the." Uh, Garments, yeah, sure. Lolita Low, Lolita Low with an E on the end of Low, uh, LolitaLow.com. That's the uh, the easiest place. And uh, drop her a line, give us some encouragement. She's um, she, you know, obviously we love living here, and it's um, it's nice to be able to do that kind of launch a business and launch a race like that from from Tasmania. It's a fabulous thing. It is indeed. Now something a little different. I mean, when it comes to success in business. I was reading, you've said it often, that you need the right attitude. Now, the right attitude. Now, here we go. It's not just for you know, success in business, success in most things, doesn't it? So what does that look like as in regard to Andrew Griffiths? Yeah, that's such a great point. It's the right attitude in life. And, and it sounds, um, it doesn't, it sounds a bit, oh, you know, you've got to have the right attitude. But it's so true. If you ask me, looking back in my own world, uh, with the people that I've worked with over many years, you know, like what's that key thing that makes someone successful or perhaps not that successful? And nine times out of 10, it is attitude. It's not that they work harder. It's not that they have a, you know, a better idea. It's not that they're smarter. It's not that they've got more money. Certainly not that they've got more money. It's not any of that kind of stuff. It's just really that they have this this, this great attitude and, and, and Mike, that also doesn't mean it's a Pollyanna attitude where yeah. yeah, everything's kind of nice peaches and cream and rose-coloured glasses. It's just that they have what I consider the right attitude to build a business. Well, you've, you know? you've also said you are, if you're in business, you're the business barometer. All things are measured by you. And, and that's right. So, you know, you may not realise that, that in business, but how you turn up every single day is vitally important to your customers, to your team, your staff, your suppliers, the people that you work around. I mean, you know, you walk down the street, most people going to work are kind of looking at the pavement, looking like they're going to be hung. 
at the gallows. Very few people are walking along with a big smile on their face saying, hey, great, here's another day. And, 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 and I think that as a business owner, we sometimes don't realise just how important how we turn up impacts on others. Yeah. That's why we've got to turn up with the right attitude. And some things can never be measured in dollars and cents, you said. Yeah, and what I mean by that is being having the right attitude. People can often think that you know business owners, it's all about making money. From my observations and my own experience, the successful business owners, making money is actually just a, a side part of it. It's really not all about making money. I'm sure you've got to pay the rent, you've got to feed yourself, I get that. But it's often about about that wanting to do a great job, making sure that your people are being looked after, whether it be your customers or your team. It's about being able to contribute back to the community where we're working in. It's about so much more than dollars and cents. And, and all too often, I see people who measure their success by saying, oh, well, I've been doing this business for 10 years, but I haven't got any money. Don't underestimate what input you've had and the effect you've had on others. If all we do is measure our success by money, personally, I think it's a hollow measurement. Well, you certainly, uh, I know you've written that you've got to be proud of your business. I mean, realistically, if you're in business, wouldn't you be proud of it? I mean, you're proud to be in it? Well, you would think so, right? But but some people aren't. And and I always ask the question, if you're not proud of your business, why not? Why aren't you proud of it? Like, what's, what's wrong? what's wrong with it right that's that's the, the initial question but but it's uh, to me if you're not excited and passionate and proud of what it is you're doing you can't expect anyone else to be right mm. so if you're not out there kind of raving about your business telling people about your business being proud of what it is the service the, the product whatever it is that you need to do why would anyone else you know c- yeah. you know that that proud or pride is contagious and and people really start to get excited by that and 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 i think it's got to be sincere it's got to be genuine i don't think there's any kind of hollowness in it but if you started people will see through you pretty quickly wouldn't they well they will right and and if you started a business and and it takes a lot to to start your own business it costs a lot of money takes a lot of uncertainty and you've got to be comfortable with that and you're going to work long hours Mm. and you're Probably not going to make a whole lot of money. Probably not going to make anywhere near as much money as you think you're going to make. All of that kind of stuff. But you've got to be able to say, well, well, I've, I, I know that I'm, I'm doing really good things here and, and I'm, I've got the ability to influence others in a positive way. And, and, and to really genuinely be proud of what it is that you're doing because it, it's a hard thing to do to be a business owner. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, you're also right. You have to have a strong moral code. No 50 shades of grey. I just added the 50 in there. <laughs> but, I mean, but ha- nowadays you've got to have that moral code because you look at what's happening. We, I think we're going to an election, believe it or not. But you look at the, some of the local pollies, they're digging up texts from 11 years ago. They're digging, you know, this sort of thing. Uh, I mean, everything comes back to bite you. So nowadays it really is having a strong moral code, as far as I'm concerned, very important in business. It's, it's vital. And, you know, the sins of the past are definitely coming back to haunt people. But we live in a world that is social media filled, where there are records, all that kind of stuff. And ironically, it's a bit sad to think that that's the reason that people have got to do the right thing now. The reality is you should do the right thing anyway. 
And having a strong moral code in business means that you really do want to do the right things. Now, we've all dealt with dodgy people. You and I have laughed and you've spoken about oh, dodgy people. Yes. Go online. We, we all know businesses that are dodgy. Fortunately, it's harder and harder for people to be dodgy in business because uh, because of the, the transparency and the power of the internet to be able to share, hey, don't go there, they're, they're terrible, their service is lousy, they're unethical, etc. But you've really got to come from a place of a high moral fibre, in my view. And that means just resisting the urge to do, you know, to do what's not right. You, you've got to do the right thing in every situation. And if you do that, it pays off. Mm. And again, I find that most of the successful business owners that I know over the years they, they, they really do live that way. They, they have a strong moral code that they will not corrupt for any reason because they know it's their reputation. It, it's what defines them. When you've written and explained this one, we have to be more than our business. Yeah, and that's an interesting one. And what I really mean by that is it's, a small business can be totally self-absorbed and, and, and in means it takes all of your life. Your whole life just becomes about the business. And, and again, this comes back to the point before there where often we measure our success or failure based on financial elements of our business. But, but for me, being in business means that you're an influencer. And many years ago, Mike, the, the small business community used to be the pillars of the community. They were the ones who you know, made the decisions and supported and got things off the ground. And in many respects, they still are. It's just not as visible. And uh, more people take credit for it at a higher level. Um, but what, what, I, what I really mean by this is your business is just a part of your life. You still have to be more than that. And that means you, you've got to be giving back in, in the community. You've got to be taking care of yourself you've got to have that attitude where you the business is important but it's not everything so the other parts of your life need attention don't don't let the don't, you know don't let the kids don't always be absent as a parent because you're it's all about the business yeah and, you, um, and you've said things stuff. you've said things can go wrong i mean that's what business is all about uh, and successful business owners don't play victim back yourself a hundred percent of the way yeah, exactly. And, and being in business, I, I've made ridiculous mistakes over the years that have that have cost me a lot of money, embarrassment, whatever it might be. But in the same vein, I feel that you've just got to come to terms with that. That's what being a business owner is all about. I, I, I've never met a business owner that would stand up and say that they've never made a mistake, of course. But at the end of the day, it's about learning from your mistakes more than anything else and saying, okay, well, my attitude is if I get it wrong, whatever it costs me, well, that's that's the price I'm prepared to pay to learn a very valuable lesson, and mm. and it's like the it's like your your university degree in small business. But at the end of the day, one thing that we all have to do as business owners is we really do have to back ourselves, because and back ourselves a hundred percent of the way. If you're like Lolita, she she's got to back herself one hundred percent in this new new venture of hers, her new range, mm. because you know it, it's lonely, it's hard. We all have doubts. What if no one buys it? What if all of those things creep in? You, you you've got to believe in yourself, and you've got to back yeah. yourself. It's it's so vital, and it's hard. It's really hard at times. And also uh, a really important one. I think it's it's not just for small business. It's everywhere. Treat everyone with absolute respect. Yeah, and that's that's a, a real mantra. For We've me lost a bit of that, report. haven't we? Yes, haven't we? Yeah, and as you say, possibly in light of elections, you seem to oh. have far less of it as well. But also during COVID, we lost a lot of respect with 
are you a vaxxer or a non-vaxxer? You're a this, you're a that. It was like, oh my goodness me. But but my view is it, it, it's all about how you turn up with everyone, how you treat people mm. the same. For me, as a professional speaker, one of the things that I would often see, Mike, is that the, the guy on stage or the lady on stage is really nice and charismatic and lovely, and they get off stage and they treat the, the, the behind-the-scenes staff like dirt. They, they yell at people, they, they're rude, they treat them as insignificant, uh, all of that kind of stuff. And, and there's a lot of that where people will treat a receptionist like she's dirt, and, and then, you know, be all lovey-dovey with the CEO of a company. Uh, that really upsets me. My whole yeah. view is you treat every single person like with absolute respect because that's what they deserve. Now, in our case in business, that means everyone, your customers, your staff, your neighbours, yep. your suppliers, your, whoever it might be. And I think we need to have more of that coming back into society. I feel a bit old saying that, but I, I think that it's a basic part of being a human being is to treat others with respect. In business, mm. your reputation is built on that in many ways. And you've also uh, written measure progress and celebrate successes. Yeah, we, we tend to move from uh, crisis to crisis or problem to problem in business. We, we, we Business owners are often not very good at patting themselves on the back and saying, well, we've made this kind of progress, let's celebrate. Mm. It, there's always something else to do. There's always something else that needs our attention. Um, I, I, I'm a strong advocate of, of taking time out to celebrate your success, measure the milestones. When you make progress, you're moving forward, and that's a really good thing. Successful business owners have this great attitude of being able to measure their milestones and celebrate with their team and with their customers, with everyone, with their family about the success and take the time out of the, the crazy schedule to do that type of stuff. Uh, I, I think it's a lovely attitude to have that. And it does sometimes makes the journey that little bit easier because we get lost along the way of just mm -hmm. doing, not actually saying, well, this is how we've got better. This is what we've, how we've grown. This is what we've done successfully. Well, let's take a bit of time and celebrate that. I'm speaking with Andrew Griffiths. He's Australia's number one business author. Good mate as well. And, uh, Finally, you have said, before we get onto the weird and wonderful businesses from around the world, um, <laughs> your, your final thing for those uh, in business with having the right attitude is be humble enough to learn every day. Yeah, and, and this is, a, this is a, a great way to, to end the conversation about what, what is an attitude of success for, for business owners. And when I, when I think again about the people that I admire and respect the most is they, they have humility about them. They're smart enough to go, well, look, yeah, I've made plenty of mistakes. I've got it wrong, but I'm, I'm learning every day. And th there's a the great Alvin Toffler quote that I'm sure I've probably referenced on here uh, before, Mike. He's the guy who wrote the book Future Shock. Hmm. Uh, we said all of our heads would explode by about 1980, and he was pretty close with technology and everything. And he says, the illiterate of the 21st century aren't those people who can't read or write, but those people that can't learn unlearn and relearn and mm. and that to me really sums it up it's we live in a place we live in a world where everything changes so rapidly that, that what you've learned and what you've mastered today might be irrelevant tomorrow and you've got to start again and uh and and I, I i think great business owners smart business owners are in a constant cycle of adaption and evolution and learning and you, you never they're so receptive to new ideas and new ways of thinking. And in fact, they're hungry for it. It's become a part of their culture within the, themselves and within their organizations. 
and uh, and, yeah. and that's going to keep them successful for a long time. Now, um, andrewgrivis.com.au is a great website. Go there. But you've also got some weird and wonderful businesses from around the world. I love it when you find some of these. Right. I've got four today, Mike. You, you, you're going to love these. Um, again, businesses and ideas that I think are just kind of kind of clever. The first one is, um, it's called, it's not you, it's me. And, uh, and this is a breakup service. So it's terrible and wonderful all in the same vein, right? So there's different kind of levels. Um, you can have someone who will break up with a partner on your behalf. And the, the, the cheapest one is they'll send a text on your behalf. The most expensive services, I'll actually go and knock on the door and Ooh. say, you know, I'm sorry, but but you know, Andrew doesn't want to go out with you anymore for whatever reason. On that, isn't that isn't that a terrible but a wonderful oh, kind of business? I think it's clever. Someone's thought of it because so many people are probably shy about in the breaking up thing. I'm not sure uh, myself, but I'm there. Goes, it's not you, it's uh, me. That is weird. Uh, I know it's it's totally weird, and 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 apparently it's really really popular. I just, I, I don't know, there's, there's, there's so much wrong with that, I don't know where to start. It's not you, um, it's me. Uh, there, there's, there's another um, great uh, app that I came across before, and, and this is to avoid uh, drunken spending. So if you had a big night out and then people kind of go online and then start buying all of this stuff, and uh, it's called Drunken Pay, and it's D-R-N-K-P-A-Y, and what it does, it connects your phone and your bank account and kind of blocks you. Oh, there's a breathalyzer involved in there. Oh. So if, if you're over the limit, uh, whatever limit you set, it won't let you access whatever apps you kind of choose on your phone for a certain period of time. And uh, so, so that you can't actually act, it blocks you out of um, these apps to, to avoid waking up the next morning and, and looking at the shame purchases oh. that you made overnight on your credit card. Drunk now, that's pay. Me. It's hilarious when you think oh, about it. Dear me, drunk pay. Um, yeah, that is drunk pay. That's a, that's a classic, isn't it? Yeah. Um, this, the third one. This was an idea to solve a problem, and, I, and you know how I love innovative thinking like that. So this was in Mexico City, and they had a major problem in Mexico City with people taking their dogs to to the local parks and pooping everywhere, and, and they were trying to figure out how do we stop people, you know, not cleaning up after their dogs. But they also realised that in the parks, there was actually another problem. People love to hang out in parks in Mexico. And uh, the other problem was that the internet, there was poor internet in these places. Ah. So some genius came up with an idea for a machine that if you drop a certain weight amount of dog poop in there, it will give you a password and you'll be able to access high-speed internet, print out a little card thing, and you'll be able to access high-speed internet for 30 minutes. Oh, so good heavens. The, the more the, the more poop that goes in, the more internet time you get. And now they cleaned up all the, the main parks in Mexico City by doing this. And in fact, it's like people are following dogs around, dogs and their owners around. Everyone's looking for a great dane. No one's following a <laughs> chihuahua, Loco. <laughs> <No. you know? laughs> yeah, where's, like, where's the big dog? Where's that Labrador gone? We, we want the big dogs. And I, I love that kind of thinking. Um, around it. I, I remember somewhere, I think it was in South America somewhere, that a, a, an ad agency had worked out a way to put um, like devices into potholes so that every time a car goes over a pothole, that device automatically tweets the mayor and says, the pothole, pothole. So in the space of a day, the, the, the mayor of that city, because they were complaining about potholes not getting fixed, would get like millions of, of tweets from disgruntled people about these potholes to the oh. point where they finally um, fix them up. That'd um, work. Anyway, 
I know. And the last, the last business idea, I don't know if you know or not, but we're actually selling pure air to China in amongst all of the other stuff that's going on about China and all the political stuff. In China, where if you've been to Beijing or Shanghai, some of those cities, the air pollution is horrendous. You can actually buy for 10 US dollars an aerosol can of Australian air, Tasmanian air, I think it might even be, um, this pure air which you can breathe off uh, to, and, and I think you get about three to five minutes kind of worth of air out of this aerosol can. And it's actually a really major issue. A lot of people have you know, got health issues, lung issues, uh, breathing difficulties. They carry one of these around with them. And if they have a bit of a, 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 a turn, they can actually sit down and breathe that pure air to get them home. How amazing is that? We're bottling wow. air and we're selling it to, or canning air and selling it in China. Well, we actually do that all the time on supermarket shelves. You can buy a bag of air now, but most of them have just a couple of uh, crisps in them. But um, no, right, right. <laughs> they really are a bag of air. Um, now, t- give yourself whether you've got the writers' competition they can still enter. But yeah, about a $30,000 uh, book writing and publishing competition by, by all means. Um, you can go to a website called Publish Central. Uh, dot com uh, uh, and you can enter there or go to my Facebook page or my blog Andrew Griffiths just go to my site you can find all of that stuff mate mm. um, and yeah and, and thank you great to talk to you thank you for letting me tell everyone about Lolita and her oh, range pleasure, I'm so mate. proud of her um, and great to share some ideas about the right attitude and some unusual business ideas from around the world uh, a pleasure mate good to talk to andrewgriffiths.com.au the mate. website check it out and we'll talk again in a couple of weeks thank you so much Thank you, mate. Take care. Thanks to all your beautiful listeners, mate. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Andrew Griffiths. That's a good bloke, isn't he? AG. By the way, a couple of texts. Uh, Hannah on the text line message off the back of our chat around climate change to say, as a mum of four and six-year-old, climate change is the number one thing I will be voting for. The current government has completely dropped the ball on this issue. Um, as you probably heard with our newsroom, they're right on it, with the Premier Jeremy Rockliffe has advised this morning that he has tested positive for COVID-19 says he woke up with mild symptoms, so he took a rapid antigen test, which has come back positive. He said he'll isolate for seven days, but due to uh, being fully vaccinated, he's feeling well and will recover while working from home, he says. He also encourages Tasmanians to stay at home, stay home if you're feeling unwell, and get tested, no matter how mild your symptoms, and to remember the important COVID-safe behaviours of washing your hands, sanitising, covering coughs and sneezes. There you go, Tasmania Talks. Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from nine.